This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 96 of the Catholic Foodie. Keep it simple, y'all. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we are going to, well, we're going to keep it simple. And that's a good thing to do, I think. It's been such a crazy, crazy week over here. Uh, And I'm going to tell you a bit about what makes it so crazy. But I want to tell you first, you know, something happened just this past week that I am just so excited about. I can't wait to tell you about this. You know, October was the month of the rosary, and I made that commitment to pray the rosary every day in the month of October. And by the grace of God, I was able to do that. And Our Lady, oh man, she knows how to do things. I'm going to tell you about it right here, the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. That's right. Our Lady knows how to do things. I mean, she's got like that woman's touch. You know, you've heard that expression. This place needs a woman's touch. Well, she's got that. And she knows how to arrange things, how to make things, how to bring things together. I am just blown away at how she does this. It is, it's amazing. And, you know, in our lives over here, just something so simple, something so simple um, as as what I'm going to share with you in just a bit uh, is something that she pulled together. It just blows me away. And what I'm going to share with you has to do with a rosary. And uh, I will tell you more about that shortly. But first, I want to start off by thanking our sponsor, Divine Office, uh, the folks over at divineoffice.org, O-R-G, uh, divineoffice.org. You'll find them over there online. They are a, I'm talking about a powerhouse here, a powerhouse of prayer, first of all, with a, with a tremendous community there. If you go to divineoffice.org, it's not only the Liturgy of the Hours that you can just read right there on the screen. It's not just um, an audio version of the Liturgy of the Hours, morning prayer, evening prayer, um, office of readings, night prayer. It's not just text. It's not just audio. It is a community, and that is what just oh, – I'm I, I love Divine Office. <laughs> I love the prayer. I love the tradition of our church, but I also love what these, these folks are doing over there because it is a community. You can actually pray with other people there. And uh, there's a forum there available. You can you can log in, create a little account, log in, make comments, join others, talk with others who are there praying, morning, uh, evening prayer, office of readings, night prayer. You can, it's a community. It is a community. And that is just awesome. And uh, if you have never checked out divineoffice.org, I highly recommend that you do so. Fantastic resources over there uh, if you want to grow in prayer. Highly recommend it. And I want to thank divineoffice.org for sponsoring the show today. And before I tell you my news, why don't we jump into our aperitif segment? They may get things kind of going here. We'll have a little sip of something good. How about that? I don't really drink, you know. Of course you don't. I wouldn't either if I was drinking that. But you would have to be an idiot of elephantine proportions not to appreciate this 61 Chateau Latour. And you, Monsieur Linguini, are no idiot. <laughs> Let us toast your non-idiocy.
Well, you may recall that several episodes back, um, I have to look up the number here. I didn't do that originally. Why did I not do that? I don't know. Sometimes I, that's just the way it works, you know. I don't always think up all these details or cover all the details. But you may remember several episodes back that uh, we had a discussion on the show with Sandy uh, Garaisar is her last name in Spain. I think I may have referred to her on the show as Sandy in Spain because it's a little easier than saying Garaisar. Um, but I can say that too, I think. I hope I'm saying it right. <laughs> anyway, uh, Sandy is fantastic. She's a wonderful, wonderful lady, and she's there in Spain. has a lot to do with the Camino, uh, the, the Camino of Santiago de Compostela there that, that, um, which you may have heard has been in the news, actually, because the Holy Father, Pope Benedict XVI, uh, just made a uh, apostolic trip, uh, journey to Spain, um, just this weekend, this past weekend. And he went to Santiago de Compostela. Amazing. I I did not get to catch much of the coverage at all, and I'm very sad about that. Um, that life has just been too busy. And that's Catch that, right? It's been too busy. <laughs> We need to do something about that. I don't know what yet, but something. Too busy. But I really want to, I'm looking forward to catching up on some of the coverage. Um, I, I've been kind of um, bookmarking uh, blog posts and emails that I got uh, about the trip, and I want to read what he had to say about Spain and Europe and uh, just all kind of good stuff that I've seen. So I'm, I'm really anxious to get into that, and I just haven't had a chance. But anyway... Compostela, right? You're talking about Santiago de Compostela, this this um, uh, this beautiful, beautiful uh, shrine, right? It's where the uh, Saint James is buried, up in northern Spain, and there is a uh, an ancient, really an ancient pilgrimage path that spans 500 miles, and is called the Camino, the Way, the Way of Saint James, the Camino de Santiago de Compostela. And just a, it, it's a beautiful story. If you've never heard about it, if you never heard, if you didn't hear that episode, which I'm looking up right now, I'm gonna try to get that for you here. Um, it was episode 76, entitled El Camino, and it was so. Sandy was so gracious to come on the show. Uh, she's a, a Facebook friend, and we keep in contact quite a bit. You may remember if you did hear that episode that she's also the one who has uh, kind of spearheaded this, um, uh, a wine. It's, it's a wine. It's called La Flecha Amarilla, the yellow arrow. Yellow arrow, And an arrow is a symbol that's associated oftentimes with uh, people who, who have made the Camino. They recognize the yellow arrow because all throughout that pathway, that 500-mile uh, trail that leads to Compostela, you have these yellow arrows, and it just shows the pilgrims that they're on the right way. So this wine uh, that Sandy has um, has launched, it's a label that she has launched, and it's in Spain. Sandy's in Spain. Um, it, it's really to benefit the Camino. It's to benefit those who are making the pilgrimages there in, in on the Camino, which is just fanta- fantastic work, fantastic work. And uh, beautiful label. If you ought to go see it, laflechaamaria.com. Um I'll put a link in the show notes, but Spanish, of course, but laflechaamaria.com. You can find that. Just go to catholicfoodie.com. You'll find a link there, and you can uh, you can just click on that. It'll take you to the 
to the show, to the to the site. But beautiful label, beautiful looking wine. I've never tried it because it's uh, right now, as, as far as I know, it's only in Spain. We don't have it here in the United States. Uh, but the reason I'm bringing this up, two reasons. First of all, I'm very excited because as it turns out, Sandy is coming to the United States. Not anytime in the future, but like Friday. <laughs> she is flying over Friday, and uh, I don't know what her itinerary is. I don't know where she's going to be and all where she's traveling, how long she's going to be. But she will be putting on some wine tastings uh, in an effort to try to promote the wine and also to try to promote the Camino because the proceeds from the tastings will go toward um, uh, funding. I believe this particular trip, it, it's going to go to fund the movie that's being made, this documentary that's being made on or about the Camino. So very exciting. And I want to just throw this out. I haven't even told Sandy I was going to do this yet. But uh, if if you are interested, if you're in the States, if you're interested in learning more about this particular wine, La Flecha Maria, if you are interested in uh, possibly uh, hosting a uh, wine tasting or, or some sort of an event like that, to uh, raise awareness of the Camino and also of this documentary that's being uh, uh, produced, then let me know. Go ahead and email me, jeff at catholicfoodie.com, and I'll make sure that Sandy gets your contact information. And it's just one little thing I could do maybe to help her out as uh, she's gearing up to come to the States. Um, but that, that's the first thing, the first reason why I wanted to bring this up. The second one is the Camino is everywhere, <laughs> to me, to me at least, and to my family. You, If you heard episode 76, you may have heard me get really excited about the Camino. And there's so many reasons why I get excited when I think about the Camino. I mean, I I, I studied Spanish in, in college. I mean, you remember my story. But I lived for two years in Mexico. That's where I learned Spanish. I was in a seminary with Mother Teresa's priest, and I also have a cold right now, so uh, or sinus stuff. So if my voice sounds off, it's, that's why. Okay, I apologize. But I was in Mexico, and uh, I, that was before college. And, and then I went to the Franciscan University of Steubenville. And I, I was actually, I, I did my, my uh, college career span three learning institutions. <laughs> I was on that extended program, you see. Uh, the first one being the Franciscan University of Steubenville. The second being uh, LSU. That's right, LSU Tigers. Go Tigers. And uh, lastly, the seminary. I went back in the seminary a second time, and that was for the Diocese of Baton Rouge. And I studied at uh, St. Joseph Seminary College right down the road from where I live today. And that's where I graduated uh, from college. Now, I bring this up because um, I learned Spanish in Mexico, but when I went to Steubenville and to LSU, my major in college was Spanish literature. And I loved Spanish literature, and I loved the golden age, right, the golden age of Spanish literature. And I studied, because of that, I studied a lot of, uh, well, Spanish literature, literary works, but also history. And it was back then that I learned first about the Camino. I was like, wow, that is just so cool. I would love to do that one day. That, that's just so exciting. And then, of course, to uh, have met Sandy and to have talked to her about it, I just got really excited on the show. And I kept, I don't know, I guess I was just thinking and kind of dreaming maybe, man, what if what if we could go and, and 
And of course, Sandy's not helping. So she's like, you know, why don't y'all come? Why don't y'all come and make the Camino? And y'all, I'm like, oh man, you know, how are we going to do this? Uh, <laughs> but Char has got the bug. She is like seriously um, gone like viral in a way with this. I mean, she's serious. She's got the bug, uh, the, the the Camino bug. And, um, and I do too. It's just that I've also kind of got a little, you know, I don't know, hesitancy about it. I mean, it's a big, big deal, and it would be our whole family. I mean, golly, our whole family to go to Spain and and do this hike for 500 miles. I mean, you're talking 30-something days, uh, and that's, that's if we're really good, I think. Uh, that's huge. That is huge. And, of course, it's a, it's a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing, and I say that, uh, but I know people like Sandy, who's done it five times, um, but it, it, for a lot of people, for a lot of folks, for us probably, it would be like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I mean, how many people can say they actually did that, you know, and it's not just to accomplish something, but I'm looking at it from the standpoint of the the pilgrimage, oh my goodness, can you imagine the blessings and graces that come to you from making that pilgrimage? Um Oh my goodness, I can only imagine how God blesses you uh making that pilgrimage uh with with a with a pure heart wanting to you know seek his face to seek God. Oh goodness, I get excited even more excited just thinking about that. That's that'd be fantastic. Not to mention the fact that they've got some really good food in Spain, I hear. <laughs> and wine, good wine. So uh, la flecha amarilla, right? Uh anyway, so very excited about that. Well, as it turns out, um, since we had that conversation, episode 76 with Sandy, we not only have we gotten to be more fr- or better friends and got to know more uh, about and, and got to know Sandy more, I guess that's what I'm trying to say, uh, not only have we done that, but um, we seem to see the Camino mentioned all over the place. I mean, first of all, you, you understand that... Um, uh, Martin Sheen, Emilio Estevez, I'm trying to remember exactly who is behind all this, but there, there's a movie being made about the Camino. I uh, don't know if you have heard about that. Let me see if I could pull up the, uh, the, the site here, at least the title, real quick. Um, they are making a movie. It's called The Way. It's Emilio Estevez, The Way. It's supposed to be a very powerful movie. I don't think it's out yet, but it is made by both Martin Sheen and Emilio Estevez. So, um, but that's coming out. So you got some attention there. Uh, just this week, okay. This is today is Wednesday. I'm a little late this week. It's been a very busy week. A little late this week with uh, the Catholic Foodie episode. But this week is our parish mission, and who is in our parish this weekend to conduct our mission? Uh, none other than Father Dave Pavanka, who is a third order regular Franciscan friar. And uh, Father Dave is—he was at the at uh, the Franciscan University of Steubenville for a long time, for years. He is now in charge of seminary formation for the uh, for the seminarians um, at their house. At oh gosh, now I'm going to forget. It's it's uh, it's in D.C., Washington D.C. So it's part of Catholic University. Whatever seminarians they have there in their house of formation, he is in charge of of their formation. So that's really cool. Well, you know, he made a pilgrimage. He made a pilgrimage, I think, and I don't know the dates. Uh, was it last year? Maybe the year before? I think last year, I believe. Uh, this past year? Golly, it could have been this year. I'm off my dates. I apologize. 
But anyway, he made a Camino, just came out with a book. I just bought the book today. That's why I don't know the date, so thank you. I haven't read the book yet, just got it today. But he has been talking during the mission about his his Camino, about his pilgrimage. And goodness gracious, I mean, I'm about to jump out of my skin. I feel like every time we turn around, it's, it's Spain is jumping out at us or the Camino is jumping out at us. So all I'm telling you is, well, first of all, you could probably hear it. We're excited. We don't know why. <laughs> Maybe that's because God's got something in store and we have no idea what it is. We don't know why we're excited. We just are. Um, but secondly, that, you know, we are. We are. Honestly, I, don't, I have no idea how any of this would be possible. No idea at all. But you know what? We are open. We are open. And if God ever paves the way or if, I, if God ever makes it known that it's his call to us, that he's calling us to make this pilgrimage, uh, we, although I think on my part, at least, there's some trepidation. Uh, we, we're we open. We want to say yes. That would be wonderful. That would be fantastic. It'd be kind of cool to, uh, you know, I've already I've already talked about books and everything else, you know, but I uh, had the idea the other day. I was like, wouldn't that be cool? You know, we make the, the Camino, the pilgrimage as a family, and then, you know, you have other people who have written books about their experiences, but goodness gracious, I don't know of anybody who's actually made it as a family with, you know, three small children. So <laughs> we'll have to see. Anyway, very exciting about the Camino. And I'm very excited that Sandy is coming to the States and that we will get to meet her, to see her, to talk to her in person very soon. So Sandy, if you're listening, first of all, bienvenidos, welcome, very exciting. And I look forward to meeting you in person. I'd like the chef salad, please, with the oil and vinegar on the side and the apple pie a la mode. Chef and apple a la mode. But I'd like the pie heated, and I don't want the ice cream on top. I want it on the side, and I'd like strawberry instead of vanilla if you have it. If not, then no ice cream, just whipped cream, but only if it's real. If it's out of the can, then nothing. Not even the pie? No, just the pie, but then not heated. Uh-huh. I'll have what she's having. Well, I am going to skip the appetizer segment today. We, uh, not the appetizer, the salad segment. Uh, this is the appetizer segment where I'm going to hopefully uh, whet your appetite. That's what the appetizer is all about. And uh, we're going to talk about the rosaries and what happened just the other day. This is just so awesome. Uh, as I mentioned in the intro, I promised uh, at the beginning of October that I was going to pray the rosary every day. And uh, you're talking, I mean, here I am. Here I am, right? Former seminary and all this kind of stuff. Uh, I used to pray the rosary every day, I mean, for years and years and years. And then at some point in time, a few years back, some point in time, life just got so crazy, so busy, at least that's the way it seemed to me, that uh, things kind of dropped off. I mean, I used to go to daily mass. I went to daily mass for years. I'm talking years and years and years and years, okay? A uh, long time. And, uh, and, and all that kind of dropped off. Part of it was just a schedule issue, and part of it, I had to do with being too overwhelmed, too busy for my own good. Uh, so anyway, uh, with Sarah Reinhardt, our wonderful Sarah Reinhardt, who has been leading us in our Mary in the Kitchen segments over the last uh, month, she has been reflecting with us about uh, the rosary and the different mysteries of the rosary uh, while seated at her kitchen table. And it's been wonderful. It has been wonderful. And listening to her uh, reflections just really got me excited about the rosary uh, again, and uh, and and I just made this this promise, and not to I'm not tooting my own horn here at all because I tell you it is only only 
only by the grace of God that I was able to do that. Uh, but I did, I did. And it's funny, you know, I, I made it all the way through. And then at about, I can't remember the date now, it may have been like the 4th of uh, November, it may have been the 4th. I didn't pray it. <laughs> I made it all the way through October. I was, it was just the beginning, though. I was supposed to keep going, you know. I'm keeping, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to keep going. Um, but on the fourth, I was so, I just felt awful. I felt awful. And it had been a really busy day. And then by the end of the day, when I had wanted to do it, I had been so run down. I think I'd just gotten so run down from the the craziness of the day and all of the the duties that I had of the you know, that day that I ended up just being so tired I could literally hardly keep my eyes open. And I just said, I hail Mary, and I said, you know, Mama, I love you. <laughs> and I just went to sleep, you know. So um, anyway, uh, but by the grace of God, I was able to do that. And I can say that the Lord really has given me a, a desire to pray the rosary. It is not a labor at all. It is not a uh, and praise God for this. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you for this. It is not something that I'm forcing myself to do. I mean, I am, in a sense, forcing myself to choose one really good thing I want to do over another really good thing I want to do because I'm excited about my work. I love what I do in the morning, but I kind of force myself to say, okay, I really enjoy doing that, but I, I also love the, the quiet time and I love to pray the rosaries. I'm going to do that first because I know if I don't, then the day's going to get away from me. So I pray that first, and then I move, uh, move into the to the, to work or whatever else I have going on uh, during the day. So it's not a it's not like a pain for me. It's really it really is something that I enjoy. It's something that is it gives me a lot of strength. It gives me a lot of blessing. It gives me a lot of peace, and I'm just so grateful to God for that. Now, let me tell you about how Our Lady is just so awesome in the way that she pulls things together and makes things happen and is just, you know, just just got that woman's touch. I mean, she just, she makes things beautiful. Our Lady makes things beautiful. It's as simple as that. I don't know if I can put it any more simply. She makes it beautiful. Well, I'll start by telling you this. It was, I guess, uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, I basically uh, got connected with some friends uh, who actually they're they're new friends for me uh, but they're friends of friends I guess you could say that uh, we have mutual friends but we finally kind of met each other for the first time and this is Kessie and Kobe Thomas in uh, the Lafayette area Lafayette Louisiana in Abbeville Kessie and Kobe Thomas they are uh, a homeschooling family like we are and uh, uh, Kobe is in business. He has uh, actually. I haven't never. I haven't talked to him at all about their business, but I do know something about it. It's. I'll just. I'm gonna save that discussion for another time. It. It has to do with food. I'm gonna leave it at that. It has to do with food. It's very exciting because it's kind of Cajun stuff. So I have to tell you about that another time. But um, they have another business too, and this other business is called Simplicities of Life. And guess what Simplicities of Life is all about? Go ahead. Guess. I'm waiting. <laughs> it is about prayer. And not just any kind of prayer. We're talking the rosary here, folks. The rosary. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? This is the end of October, uh, beginning of November, after this month of praying. And, and, and guess what? My path 
or I should say Char and I, our paths cross with Kessie and Kobe's. This is really uh, amazing. And I'm going to pull up their website right now uh, while I'm, I'm talking to you here. Um, it's simplicitiesoflife.com. And simplicitiesoflife.com, they make hand, it's handmade rosaries, chaplets, and jewelry. And listen to this tagline. This I love this quote. I love this. This is Padre Pio, St. Padre Pio now. A prayer is the best weapon we possess. It is the key that opens the heart of God. Wow. Isn't that awesome? Prayer is the best weapon we possess. It is the key that opens the heart of God. That's from St. Padre Pio. And that's the first thing you see when you go to Cassie and Kobe's website, Simplicities of Life. So, um, and that is just so cool because Padre Pio, if you've ever read anything about him, he used to pray the rosary incessantly. He had the rosary in his hand and he would pray that rosary incessantly. You're talking about a holy saintly man living on earth. I mean, that's why he is now Saint Padre Pio, truly uh, a, a mystic and a, a a deeply, deeply prayerful man. Uh, and that's what you get, first thing, simplicitiesoflife.com. So uh, our paths cross. They make these rosaries, okay? And look, I'm telling you, folks, uh, when I first went and saw this website, I, I just— I was blown away. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I've never seen rosaries like this at all, anywhere. You might have. I never had until I first went there. Uh, simplicitiesoflife.com. And this is what ended up happening. Char and I now have, each of us now have a rosary from Simplicities of Life. We now, uh, this is just incredible. Uh, Kessie shipped our rosaries out to us last week and I was excited. I was waiting for, for that package to come in the mail. And it finally came in. I mean, I say it finally came in. It didn't it only took like a day and a half, you know, two days. <laughs> it didn't take long at all, you know. Uh, but I was, I was just waiting. I was excited. And uh, the package comes in the mail. And, but wait, here's the thing. I get an email before I get the package in the mail. I get an email from Cassie, and this is what she says. And this is what really, I mean, I'd seen the pictures on the website, and I thought, this is just so beautiful. I've never seen anything like this. And then I get this email where Cassie's explaining the rosaries, and this is what this is what uh, this is what she wrote in the email. She said, "Okay, the first box in the package will be your wife's rosary. It was it was created with our ten millimeter leopard jasper stone for the aves and our twelve millimeter fossil stones for the potters. Her spacer beads are the natural mother of pearl. Each potter bead is capped with a solid bronze cap." And the metals, which are solid bronze also, to finish it off are the miraculous metal, Our Lady of Grace, and a traditional crucifix. All right? Does that not sound awesome? That sounds awesome. And then the second box, she says, will be your rosary. It was, it was created with our 10-millimeter red jasper flake stones for the aves and our buffalo horns for the potters. All right, the buffalo horns are from the Philippines. Uh, in the Philippines, they use everything in their ability to 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 make a, a living. I guess where they where they get these buffalo horns, I, I believe. Uh, so this pater is a real buffalo horn that was ca- uh, carved uh, uh, for design. 
The medals, which are solid bronze, are the Celtic crucifix from England and our sacred heart of Jesus. And this center, right, that center, that part of the the, the uh, rosary where the things come together, that center is the sacred heart. She says, this center will just pull you into the heart of Jesus. Wow, that's cool. That is cool. And she says, um, you know, just a bit of info that all the medals that they use on their rosaries were either antiques at one time or they had been recasted uh, by the company that they ordered from and who, who designed it themselves and casted it. Uh, so these are, but the majority, she says, are, are just antiques that they've acquired. That's amazing. The beauty, folks, I just, I would, let me just say, it, because I'm getting ahead of myself here. First of all, I was just so excited about it when I read that email. I was like, wow, this is cool. This is cool. Because I've never had a rosary this nice before, ever. You know, I've, I've had nice rosaries. I have a rosary that Mother Teresa gave me. That's real nice because it's a relic, you know. <laughs> but as far as like actual, you know, made, I've never had one like this. So the rosaries come in. I'm very excited. I mean, Char and I, our anniversary is coming up this week uh, on Sunday. It's going to be 12 years. And, you know, here we are, we're getting these new rosaries and they're nice and they're beautiful and they're really, they're durable and they're going to, they're going to last. And as it says on their website, simplicitiesoflife.com, these really could be like heirloom rosaries. I mean, you, you could pass these down. Uh, so just beautiful. I was so excited about it. So guess what happens? The, the, the package arrives and it just so happens that, um, I'm the one who gets the mail and I'm here at the house, I'm working, and nobody else is here. Char's not here, so I can't open the package. Can't open the package yet because I don't want to do it without her. So I had to wait, I had to wait, and I waited for Char to get home before I opened it. And, oh, it was just so fun. It was like Christmas. It was like Christmas, and I just have to tell you, I held that rosary in my hand for the first time, and I was like, you know, this is just, I've never seen anything like this. Never have. So uh, very, very exciting. We love the rosaries. Matter of fact, we were showing them off at church on Sunday. We went to Mass and wanted to get them blessed. We had them out, and uh, people were asking, hey, where'd you get this? So anyway, I wanted to bring that up to you today. I wanted to tell you how excited I am about it. I'm going to put some pictures up over at catholicfoodie.com, and uh, you just head on over there to the, this post, which is going to be uh, Keep It Simple, catholicfoodie.com slash simple. Uh, or no, yeah, catholicfoodie.com slash keep it simple. Folks, I got to tell you, I'm scattered. I'm so scattered because I've had so much going on today. I wanted to get an episode out before I leave for D.C. in the morning. So I am rushing through. I'm trying to 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 to, to do this in a timely fashion so that I can go to the uh, the mission at uh, at church tonight and then come home and pack and, and head out to D.C. in the morning. Uh, I'll tell you more about that, though, in, a, in just a bit. Uh, but just to finish up here with the rosaries, I will put those pictures up over at catholicfoodie.com. Really, I'm just amazed. I'm just amazed. And I would highly, highly recommend, if you're looking for rosaries, I know Christmas is coming up. If you're looking for a rosary, you want a nice gift to give somebody that's that's got both um, a physical beauty and a physical um, uh, value that far exceeds what you find uh, normally day-to-day at the at the stores and shops you may go to. You want to find something that's just exquisite. I guess that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm that's the word I'm looking for. Something exquisite to give someone physically. I've never seen anything better than these rosaries, first of all. Secondly, um, 
wow, you talk about a spiritual gift that it just keeps on giving, you know. Uh, this is a gift that, that changes lives. So if you're thinking about that for Christmas, I would highly recommend it, simplicitiesoflife.com. Uh, I should probably also, because I mean, for me, we have we got rosaries, but uh, for you, you may be interested in like a necklace or earrings or, you know, jewelry, things like that. They do have Catholic jewelry, religious jewelry there as well. So go check out simplicitiesoflife.com and let me know what you think. And please do go to catholicfoodie.com and check out the pictures of, um, of our rosaries because I'm, I'm just excited about them. And I'm Ree. And, and this is, is Mary in the, in the Kitchen with Sarah Reinhardt. <laughs> the Glorious Mysteries, in the context of my kitchen, make me think of the sunsets that paint the sky this time of year. The clouds erupt with tinges of bright pink and brilliant orange with a backdrop of navy and violet. Every evening is different, yet equally awe-inspiring. So many of them make me want to capture them, save them somehow, not just on film, but in my soul. The setting sun heralds the long nights. Here in Ohio, the days are getting shorter, and the nights are long, dark, and cold. Though the sky has its own beauty— filled with ice-chip stars and a crispness that's a bit refreshing. The only chance of light is inside. It's impossible, as Christians, to fully embrace the long nights and sufferings our lives are sure to have without the glorious mysteries always at our side. When life seems to be just a sunset, with the beauty fading and the long darkness ahead, we need to turn to the risen Christ who greets us from the empty tomb. We need to take his hand. Let him show us the way to heaven. Remember that though he ascended, he remains with us intimately. In fact, he loves us so much he sent the Holy Spirit, that voice of wisdom, that nudge of grace, that ability to accept and bend to God's will. Then there's the whole Marian aspect of the glorious mysteries. We see her taken to heaven and then honored as the queen she is. And it's possible to forget how very human she was. We venerate her with feast days that commemorate these two mysteries of the Assumption and the Crowning. And in placing her on that pedestal, we sometimes ignore the gentle look she's giving us right at eye level. The glorious mysteries are our dessert in the feast of the rosary. But that doesn't make them optional. There is no skipping them, no ignoring them, no denying their power. Whether it's the hope that awaits us in the resurrection or the glory of the ascension, the support we receive from the Holy Spirit or the marvelous joy at seeing Mama Mary exalted, they hold the key to our entire faith. The cross is empty, my friends, and so is the tomb. Whatever your burdens, whatever your cares, 
Place them in Mary's hands with this set of mysteries, and let her carry them to her Son, who will answer them in the best possible way. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Sarah. That was Sarah Reinhard with Mary in the Kitchen. Uh, if you want to know more about Sarah or check out all the awesome, groovy, cool stuff she's got going on on her website, go check her out at snoringscholar.com. Uh, thank you so much, Sarah, for that. And thank you again for inspiring me to return daily to the rosary. Also want to give a shout out to uh, Langelus for allowing us to use their Ave Maria in that uh, segment. Well, we have come to the end of the show, folks. Uh, thank you so much for being here with me. Uh, you know, if you have anything that you would like to say, any kind of feedback, uh, any questions or comments that you'd like to make to the Catholic Foodie, you can give me a call at 985-635-4974, 985-635-4974. Or you can uh, send me an email, jeff at catholicfoodie.com couple of reminders for you before we uh, close the show out. First of all, Christmas is coming up, as I mentioned, and yes, you can give rosaries uh, out or, or, or religious jewelry as Christmas gifts, but you also can give out coffee. That's right, we have Catholic Foodie Coffee, uh, the morning offering blend. You can go to uh, catholicfoodie.com slash coffee to, uh, to learn more about that and to place an order. Good stuff. It's, uh, it's brewed, uh, not brewed, you brew it. I'm not going to brew it for you. You brew your own coffee. <laughs> it is uh, roasted by hand every Tuesday and shipped out every Wednesday. So fresh, fresh coffee. This is uh, really good stuff, folks. Catholic Foodie Coffee, catholicfoodie.com slash coffee. Also, we do have coffee mugs. Uh, there are uh, aprons, Catholic Foodie aprons, Catholic Foodie coffee mugs, Catholic Foodie uh, t-shirts. All that's available at store.catholicfoodie.com. Another reminder, we do have a newsletter. The Catholic Foodie Newsletter goes out once a month. If you have not yet signed up for that, uh, that newsletter, it's an email newsletter, you can go to catholicfoodie.com slash newsletter and sign up there. It's uh, one, one, uh, one issue a month, and we have lots of different folks who contribute to that newsletter. We've got uh, book reviews. We have recipes. Uh, we have reflections for families. We've got prayers. We've got all kind of good stuff. Sarah Reinhardt is one of our contributors, uh, so you recognize her name. We have lots of really good stuff there. So, And it's, it's stuff that you're not going to find on CatholicFoodie.com. So please do uh, sign up. I didn't want to whet your appetite, though, just this past week. I wanted to whet your appetite for the newsletter. And so I did put on CatholicFoodie.com, the recipe from last issue, the last issue of the newsletter, which was a, a, a very, uh, ex, uh, what's the word? I, don't, I can't think of the, the word. I want to say exquisite, exotic. That's the word, exotic cake called Gato de Bayou, which would be Bayou Cat. And uh, this cake, let me just tell you, a couple of the ingredients, black pepper and hot sauce. Can you believe that? Oh, and it, the recipe requires a blowtorch. So uh, <laughs> if you're adventurous in the kitchen and you haven't checked that out yet, you need to go to catholicfoodie.com and look up the Gato de Bayou. You're talking about uh, an exotic cake. So uh, that was 
the recipe that we put in the uh, second issue, last month's issue of the newsletter, but I wanted to whet your appetite and say, hey, if you haven't yet signed up, go ahead and go to catholicfoodie.com slash newsletter and sign up. Also, last thing I want to say is that tomorrow morning I am uh, flying out to D.C. I'm going to be speaking at the annual convention of the uh, National Council of Catholic Women. I'll be speaking with my very good friend, Lisa Hindi. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see Lisa again. Um, saw her in Boston. Oh, goodness. That was what? In uh, in uh, August huh? for the CNMC. So it's really going to be good to see her, and we get to hang out, maybe have a, a meal or two together, which is going to be exciting. You just get to chit-chat and enjoy some good food and kind of catch up. And also, uh, we're going to be talking about Generation X and Generation Y. Uh, and basically, it's all about using uh, new media, social media, and reaching the leaders of tomorrow, those folks who are going to be in ministry in the church tomorrow, using uh, social media to do that. So uh, very exciting. And if you are going to be at the NCCW, the National Council of Catholic Women, if that you're going to be at the convention uh, this weekend, hey, let me know. I would love to uh, to meet you. Uh, you can always email me, jeff at catholicfoodie.com. Uh, of course, uh, the Catholic Foodie Facebook page at facebook.com slash catholicfoodie. Feel free to leave me a message over there. I'm, I check that page uh, quite a bit during the day. I get notifications when uh, anything is posted there, so I, I tend to get back to people real quick on that. Uh, anyway, I think uh, I would love to meet you if you're going to be there. And other than that, folks, y'all have a wonderful week, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Until then... Bon appétit. SQPN. Leading the way in Catholic New Media.